This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, hi, everybody. It's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast. I'm Danielle. I'm Jamie. It's Tuesday. It We're is doing Tuesday. lots of Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. It, I feel like Tuesdays work for us because yeah, the weekends the are so crazy. We'll get back to normal soon. Maybe I don't know. It's kind of nice. You just you you go do your thing at Gabby's, and then you come over here, and then we do our thing, and you know it's kind of nice. But we've had a lot going on. We have. We got the wedding this weekend. Sunday, mm-hmm. Sharon and West got married. It was such a good time. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. We had Even the best time. Even though it was last minute scramble because the ceremony was supposed to be outside. Right. <laughs> Poor bacon. <laughs> so, so the, the ceremony is supposed to be outside, but because it was freezing yeah. and rainy, mm-hmm. they last minute moved it inside. So the backdrop that we took the selfies on was their backdrop for oh, for the for ceremony. Right. So we, we just said, we, if it was just the backdrop for the selfie, it would have been fine. We wouldn't have to cover the poles. Right. But because it was for the ceremony, I'm like, great. So here I am trying to get this thing decorated. <laughs> Bacon and me are hustling. Wes comes in to help and glitter goes everywhere because oh. we were using this glittery tool. Oh. And Wes was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So Bacon... <laughs> That's what they were talking about. I remember them saying something about this. So Bacon comes out and he helps me decorate this thing. And it looked beautiful, Mm -hmm. I think. It it was simple, but you couldn't see the the black and the PVC pipes holding up the backdrop. (laughs) Bacon is covered from head to toe. If you go like, if you want like this to Bacon's hair, glitter would fly everywhere. (gasps) Oh my God. Like glitter everywhere. So Bacon gets up to the hotel room and strips in the hotel's fucking hallway and puts all his clothes in a trash bag and, like, shakes off <laughs> and then goes in and gets the shower because he had so much glitter on it. He said, Jamie, I was scared, so I came out and knocked him up my box. I was like, no. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, is there anything left on me? He was like, I'm not trying to be weird, but I don't want to put this on and get glitter on the suit and have Sharon take my head off. Right. So they're like, no, you're good, you're good, man, you're good. So, um, Sharon's like, it's your, go upstairs and pin the boutonnieres on the boys. Mm-hmm. So I go upstairs and they're not ready. And I'm like, why aren't you guys dressed? And Wes is like, photographer told me to stop at my t-shirt. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I was like, I need to put a boot, some of these boutonnieres on you though. So I'm trying to put the boutonnieres on, but for some reason I couldn't do it. Mm. I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I, yeah. So the photographer actually ended up putting the, be- the boutonnieres on for the boys. <laughs> so thanks, Kelly. Kelly Phillips' photography is amazing, and my sister used them him for her red- wedding, and he comes in the room, and he looks at me, and he goes, oh, it's you again. He was obsessed <laughs> with me at Kira's wedding. Like, I have so many pictures at Kira's wedding. I remember wedding. you saying that, yeah. And he was like, it's you again. And I was like, hey, and he was like, this is going to be so much fun. And then he was disappointed, and he told Kira, he was like, your sister is so much calmer than she was back then, and it's not as fun. Oh, and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, I've been through many a wedding since right, then. Right, right. I'm it's a little, okay. I'm a little fed up with everybody being married before me at this point. So, oh my god, you gave Paco the business. I was like, oh shit. He says to me, he said he was like, you got a whole new boyfriend, and I was like, yeah. He was like, but weren't you engaged? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, well, that's a whole different kind of boyfriend. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was completely different. Yeah, I was like, but I'm way happier with this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my God. It was, it was nice. Bruce and I got to get out, you know, obviously for the night. 
And we danced together, and I've never had any guy ever want to dance with me anywhere. Oh, he was so, so was sweet nice. that he asked you to dance. I was like, well, look at him out there. He was like, yep. come dance with me. And I saw him ask you at the table, yeah. and you were like, like, the look on your face was like, really? You want to dance with me? Yeah, and then he, like, grabbed my butt. I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. <laughs> he, like, grabbed my butt and was like, like, this is my baby. I grabbed your butt as soon as I realized, I grabbed Paco's butt as soon as I realized you were taking, recording us. Yeah, I know. I got those pictures, and um, I don't know, we just, like. It was just such a nice time, and I mean, everything went so nice. But I'll tell you what, Wes's sister, her ass came all the way out. It did? Her came, her ass came a little out when she was doing the, the bouquet to, thing, yeah. And she, 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 my poor sweet boy. My poor sweet boy. <laughs> Jules, his girlfriend, Isaac's girlfriend's bagging up. She's like, oh my God, this is hysterical. He's so embarrassed. This is great. He hates this. Yeah, I know. And I'm like... Baby, look at his face. He hates this. So, Wes threw, Wes was the groom, and he threw the garter belt, and he threw it to... His son caught it. His son. His son, Tyler. And not realizing that his aunt caught the bouquet, so it would have been really weird for him to put the garter belt back on the one with the bouquet. So then they were like, okay, well, we're going to figure this out. We're going to send him out. We're just going to turn you around, and the first person you hit is going to be the one who's going to do it. Well, the first person who was going to hit was going to be Paco. So Jamie comes walking across the thing <laughs> and is like, oh, no, 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 no. So she takes Paco off because Paco's not going to crawl across the floor, first of all. We're not having none of that. No. So, and, no. and nobody else wanted to do it. And then poor um, her baby boy, my sport, her my sweet poor boy, sweet Eisen. Eisen ended up getting it. And he ended up having to crawl across the floor and put this thing on with his mouth. And his girlfriend was such a good... And he was humiliated. Jill, that's... He's very quiet. He's yes. a very quiet person. I mean, of course, you know, shyer people, like, talk to their own, you know, group and everything. But he was not loving having a... Cl- he just was like, no, all right, hurry up, get it on. he was not happy. He was not happy at all. And it was fine because he was like... Did you... He came off the floor and I was like, oh, baby, come here. And I greeted him off the floor and then Kara was like, I'm going to get him too. No, no. But it was it was such a good time. And they it was different. They had, like, a Lego wedding and the favors were Legos with their names on it. And I'm like, how freaking cool they're is this shit? Magnets. They're magnets that are going up on my fridge. It's still in my purse, so it's going to end up oh on the fridge. Oh, my God. They're first dance. I love them. And they're first What about when she danced with her mom that was so different and she sang to her mother? Yeah. So She sang the song to so her mom. Sharon, I was, like, bawling. Sharon was like, do you think this song would be weird to dance to with my mom? But me and my mom used to sing Backstreet Boys all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. If that's your jam, like, that should be your Mm-hmm. Your wedding song. Right. You like dance with your mom and then come on. The lady was like, I want to come in and now she's not. Yeah, it's probably because she wants to go outside. Probably so, she wants to pee. So I was like, it's perfect. And it was. And her mom cried. Her mom. When she came out, I was like, there goes Jamie's BFF. When and she came like, into the reception. Hey, mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so Sharon's mom really wanted Sharon to have a veil. And Sharon was like, I'm not wearing a veil. I'm not wearing a veil. You need to get off that. You're not wearing a veil. Meanwhile, she's got a veil imported from Italy with Italian lace. Oh, really? The veil Sharon had on was a surprise for her mom. Oh, it was a surprise for her mom? Yes, because her mother really wanted her to have a veil. And Sharon Mm -hmm. was like, I'm not wearing a veil. But she, meanwhile, was having it made Mm -hmm. in Italy. It was very beautiful. It was Italian lace. It had... um, Stars and moons on it. It was mm-hmm. super pretty. Yes, it was very pretty. And I hid it. I put it in the closet. Well, her mom comes in and she goes to put her dress in the closet. So I take her mom's dress. I was like, I'll put it in the closet. I said, when you're ready to put your dress on, tell me you're not allowed in the closet. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she, my bestie, waits for me to be in the chair 
right before Megan starts doing my makeup. And she, Megan's, like, you know, doing my eyes and all that. And I hear Kayla go, ah! And I look over, and she's like, what? I want to get dressed. And I was like, bestie, I told you. <laughs> not to get into this closet that I would get your dress or somebody else would get your dress. Mm -hmm. I said, sit down, because after she's done me, she's going to do your makeup. She Mm -hmm. said, I don't want my makeup done because whatever's in that closet is going to make me cry. Oh. So Sharon was like, fine. So Sharon went in and got the veil, and she was like, this is what was in the closet. She was like, you're wearing a veil. (laughs) (laughs) Can Can I just tell you? The hell I went through before this damn wedding. So, I mean, I had a meltdown of, like, effort proportions before I got to this wedding. So, I had to work in the morning, and I got done, and then, I, I don't know, I, I think I laid, I laid down for, like, an hour because I was tired. And then I was like, oh, God, we got to go to Kohl's. We have to get you, he still needs a shirt, because all he had was, like, a polo shirt. So, he needed a shirt and a tie, and he wanted to match my shirt. So I'm like, okay. And I had to return a shirt that I was actually going to wear to the wedding because it was way too fucking big. And I could return it at Kohl's. So I get everything ready and we run out to Kohl's. And then all of a sudden I'm like, now I'm fucking hungry. This is just great. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be in the fucking shower by now. I was like, oh my God, as long as we're home by 2.30, I should be okay because it's going to take me an hour to get ready. It'll take us 15 minutes to get there. And we'll have 15 minutes to get seated before we start. Because I'm thinking this fucking wedding's going to start at 4 o'clock. She's going to be walking down the fucking aisle and I'm going to miss my friend get married. I'm going to be fucking devastated. So, of course, it takes forever to get there. I'm starving. We stop at Wendy's. And, and well, we were going to stop at McDonald's. There was right. a line around the block. We couldn't get to McDonald's. And now you know what happens to me when I get hungry. So, now I'm, like, losing my ever-loving shit because I'm like, oh, my God, I fucking need to eat, but I also need to get in the shower. And I got to hurry up and da 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 all this stuff, right? So, then we go to Wendy's and there's a little line there. And you know Wendy's takes forever. They're never fast. And I'm, and like, so we make up this whole thing about how, like, I turn into She-Hulk. <laughs> When I'm hungry. So we start this whole, like, this is how we, we kept, he kept me calm. Damn, and it was smash. like, and I was like, oh, there's nothing I can do. It's coming. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And then like all my fake nails pop off because I'm turning green. You know what I mean? And everything. So fake nails pop off. And then my clothes start flying off and everything because they're just shredded and everything. And then I get up there and I'm like, and, and the people that are in front, I just get out and I pick their car up and I throw it into the woods because they're like waiting because I can't get to my food. Like, so we had this, Bruce and I were like rolling. It was just, he was like, oh my God, you were such a fucking new when like i know you were ripping pissed off man because right. you're starving but the shit you're saying i was making him laugh so anyway so we get some food and i finally get in there and i don't get in the shower till three o'clock no and i need an hour to get ready so i actually make it at 3 45 i put my clothes on and i run out of the house he runs with me i didn't bring the card i forgot my glasses how did i run out of the house without my glasses? i can't even see without them everything is like it just blurs like there's nothing and yet i ran out of the house we got up the block before I was like, oh my God, I forgot the card. Still not registering. My glasses aren't even on my face at this point. And the shoes I was going to wear, I couldn't put them on quick enough. So I put my flats on and bring, bring the shoes. So we go back and he runs inside, gets the car. And then I was like, I forgot my glasses. Like that. And I'm bawling at this point. I am so upset. All I can think, there's no way to make it on time now. It's not going to happen. So he runs back in and gets that, gets my glasses while he's getting my glasses. Now, mind you, we've already, he went in the house twice now, right? As he's doing that, I'm trying to put my shoes on with the strap. Well, as I pull them on, the strap flies off, <gasps> breaks. So I can't even wear the shoes. And now I'm like, I don't even know what fucking shoes I'm going to wear because this is the outfit I'm wearing at this wedding. So I run, I go in the house and I have these fucking shoes and I am furious. I mean, I'm in the middle of like having a panic attack. I'm bawling my eyes out and I'm screaming and I'm throwing shit at this point. 
Like, and we were 25 was, minutes late. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I know. And I ended up getting there at 10 after 4. So it ended up being totally fine. I did all this for nothing. But I'm so stressed out because of work and the fact that I never have a minute to breathe. And anytime I do have a minute to breathe, it's like I got to do 7,000 things that I couldn't do because I've been busy with work. Right? So I just lost it. I knew the meltdown was coming. And that's the day I chose. It was like, it's now. If you want to know when the meltdown is, it's now. It's happening. We're in progress. So he's like, oh, my God. So I put on these shoes. They look fine. We get back in the car, and he is flying down the road trying to get me there. And I'm hyperventilating. He's also trying to, like, keep me calm. Because all I can think of is I just miss her. Because knowing Sharon, she's going to be on time. And she was not on time. So thank fucking God she wasn't on time. But I literally lost my entire shit. I was like, I, I thought, I was like, you're going to have to check me in somewhere. Like, I was so fucking upset. I could not get calm down. Yeah, um, it took a, it took a long time to dress Sharon. Um, She was having boob issues. We had to, like, shove them around, shove them around to get them right in the dress. Um, right. <laughs> and then he wanted to get pictures. So the photographer slowed the process down. But um, once we got everything done and it was time, it was time. I know, but so, thank God, that was all I could think of is, like, thank God, this is the one time that it wasn't on time. But I was so hungry oh, by God. then. And, but, though, the food was good, Sharon. You guys did a great job. They did, like, taco bar, a positive bar. They did, like, a, a roast prime, beef bar, yeah, a prime, prime rib or whatever. Oh, my God, we ate so much food. And then we had the open bar, and we were just eating all, and then the fucking cake was fantastic. Oh, my God, that And cake thank God good. they did real frosting that they sprayed instead of having fondant. But the cake was even different. It was, like, an outer space cake, and they had, like, these little... Like, what were they, dragons glass on dragons top? On the top. glass dragons. Oh, it was just so much fun. So, again, I'm, I I kept telling I her, think, I was like, I'm I so happy Kayla, I could come. Um, the maid of honor, actually had that made for her. The they were, it was so neat and so different. Like, I've never been to a wedding and kind of like, you know, like it with like the way that they did things, but it was so them and it was such a good time. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're like, thank God the wedding season is now over for you. It is. But now it's like we're going right into Thanksgiving and Christmas and And New Year's. And Dave's suicide. The suicide walk for Dave and then Dave's memorial. Yes. Dave's memorial finally after, you know, April he passed. So there's all this stuff and I'm like, I just wanted to sleep all November and I'm not going to be able to do it. But But wait, when's his walk? His walk is actually, the suicide walk is uh, at Glasgow Park and it falls on his birthday. November seventh. Is it November? Oh, that's right. Because I was saying it was the day after Christopher's birthday. Okay, November seventh. I know we're doing that, and then the weekend after that is his memorial. Yes. And then Jesus, it's like everything's just going. And then the weekend after that is Thanksgiving. (laughs) I know. I think I want to do a Christmas party this year, but anyway, we can talk about that another time off here. But we had to definitely talk about that. Um, we had to talk about that wedding. It was absolutely super duper fun. I looked hot. You did look really good. There's some pictures that we posted to our Snapchat, so I'm hoping that, uh, you know. I looked phenomenal in that dress. And you did look phenomenal in that dress. I hated my hair at first. I liked it. Everybody's like, oh, I love your hair. And I was like, I fucking hate my hair. Then Megan did my makeup. And I was like, oh, there's a whole look. <laughs> she was like, bitch, I told you I got you. I was like, okay. We're getting ready to go into Halloween. And all the kids are, like, getting excited, and we know it's COVID, and <laughs> we're like, are we having Halloween? We're not having Halloween. And then we also had Karen's in my development who were thinking, oh, my God, there's somebody that's in, like, in trouble in there because they had the decoration in the window and said help. So just imagine Karen's in <laughs> Richmond, Texas. So this is freaking hilarious. Oh, the Bible the Belt, too. Texas is yeah. the Bible Belt. They love football and Jesus, man. Well, hey, I like Jesus and football's okay sometimes, but this is on abc13.com and from, <laughs> it says pole dancing skeletons must be removed. HOA tells homeowner. The HOA is really just the devil. 
I really feel like it. The Ask HOA anyone. is mean. Ask anyone. So anyway, so Richmond, Texas, a, a woman is going head to head with her homeowners association after complaints were filed over inappropriate Halloween decorations that show skeletons dancing on poles. And That's they're freaking hysterical. hilarious. She put wigs on them. One's got a blue wig, one's got a pink wig, another one's got, like, I don't know. It's just, it's And they're upside hilarious. down. Oh, yeah, they're, like, really, like, going to It would have been great if she would have put them in G-strings and had, like, money sticking out the top. That would have been beautiful. Yeah, I don't see anything like that, but she has, like, the one, like, really, like, hanging over. Oh, my God, it's, like, so funny. You guys have to look it up on ABC, ABC13.com. It's freaking hysterical. It says, Angela Nava lives in a community in Richmond. She received a letter on Sunday saying she has 30 days to remove the decorations. The letter said the decorations are offensively positioned. It's modeled <laughs> after an adult, cl- an adult I'm club. I'm always offensively positioned. <laughs> I know, I'm offensively like, positioned right now. I know. I can imagine, like, Bruce listening to him and be like, yeah, she'll be offensively positioned later on tonight when I get home. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Just making jokes to himself. And that is a complete opposite of what Paco's doing. Paco's got his head in his hands, just shaking his head like, why am I with her? I know. Says, we just really had a good time changing the scene up every night. Every night we change the positions of the skeletons. Oh my and it's God. really been just a great creative outlet for me. It's like Elf on the Shelf, but with stripper skeletons. With stripper skeletons. That's right. Nava said the idea came up during the early stages of the pandemic. We've all been cooped up, and it's been just a terrible year, said Nava. We just decided this brings a little bit of joy and a little bit of smiles to someone, then we're doing everything right. Oh, God. I bet she named them. One's probably, like, Lisa Boney and... and <laughs> Lisa Boney. Oh, I love that. That's so great. Oh, uh, so, so far, up until this letter that I received last night, everybody who's come by has been incredibly supportive. My neighbors love it. I would just... Well, some neighbors don't love it because the HOA is like... Mm, and your HOA is usually your neighbors. You know who the, who it is. It's like the one Bible-thumping million mom member down the fucking street mm-hmm. that's like, oh, my God. She should have had, it like, them in a provocative position together, and then the whole world would have exploded down there. <laughs> she said, when I got the letter, I was a little sad. I thought, okay, I'm just going to take it down. I'm going to comply. I'm going to take it down and just not do this anymore. Then I got so much support off of Facebook, and I said, forget it. People are having so much fun with this, and they love it. I'm going to continue to do it. So she is just breaking the law, breaking the law. I have a bunch of dog in. She was like sticking her head in and like, hello? Hello? Is anybody going to pay attention to me? Yeah, so I thought that was really good. I am for her and her creative outlet. I think it's hilarious. You know what? I actually saw there was, I, I posted it to my own personal page and it was like when your parents are cooler than you and the daughter comes in and she's like, you know what? I'm with a woman. And she's a stripper. Like that. And then the parents are like laying in bed, you know, because you can tell it's like nighttime. The kid comes running in. And the parents are like, and the mom goes, oh, I don't like that. And she's like, yeah, mom, stick that in your horn and blow on it. Because she's thinking she's really getting her by dating a stripper. And the mom goes, we prefer exotic dancer in this house. Uh, like that. It was just the funniest thing. So I'm kind of like, you know, picturing that whole scenario with the skeletons in the front yard stripping. I just think it's so funny. So speaking of Karen's. <laughs> Speaking of Karen. Okay. And the absolutely ridiculous, everybody's offended in this world. Mm-hmm. I have this story. Okay. And I don't know what makes this bitch an expert, but apparently parenting experts say grandparents should ask permission <gasps> before hugging and kissing their grandchildren. Up until the day my grandparents passed, both of them, when I left, I got kisses on yeah. the lips. Like, I love you. Mwah. Like, I don't care how old you are. I'm never, I would if my grandfather was alive today, I would still kiss him on the lips. Because right. he's my pup-up and I love him. Yeah. 
And I, I don't know, maybe it's just because we're in a different generation, but this is what it says. It's just absolutely ridiculous, all this nonsense. It's like, you know what? We don't want to get kissed on lips all the time either with those, like, the, the lipstick and all that stuff. You know what we did? We just cringed through it. They gave us a kiss and we wiped the shit off. Right. You know, like, God, give your so kiss some balls, it people. says here there are positive change. How do they call this positive? There are positive changes happening in our culture surrounding the topic of, topic of consent. It's great to know surrounding... It's great to know that young people, particularly college students, are learning to understand the importance of consent when it comes to romantic and intimate relationships. Mm. However, I agree. I think that's just true. like any anything else, our unpredictable society, the idea of consent has gone to another level. Mm. <coughs> Parenting expert Deborah Gilboa is catching major heat on social media for comments she made about consent on today. Gaboa believes that grandparents should never hug or kiss a child without getting the child's verbal consent. She says that hugging and kissing a child without permission teaches the child that they are in control of their own body. It's confusing for kids to understand that one can touch them with, without their permission when grandma doesn't ask for permission for before planting a smooch on their cheek. Oh, come on. It's super confusing. She says, insisted today, claiming that the, telling the kids that their bodies are their own and then allowing older relatives to kiss them without asking permission sends mixed messages. And I can't read anymore. Like, <sighs> this is retarded. No, it doesn't send mixed messages. And it, I mean, are you not, do you not know how to parent and say, well, right. you know, I mean, know the difference between my mom wants to give me a nice hug and then Papa wants to give me a hug and a kiss on the cheek or... Or whatever, and then there's people that are touching your noey place. I mean, and like you know, they should be no. Come right. on, god damn it! I'm right. so, so shit. I quit. I quit god reading that article because it pissed me off. On to this one that pisses me off even more. Okay. So the, here's a picture of David Beckham kissing mm. his daughter on the lips, and it says David Beckham sparks outrage after giving daughter Harper affectionate kiss on the lips. David Beckham divided the, his fans after he indulged in a lip kiss with his nine-year-old har- daughter Harper. It was a pack, people. Sources confirm how Beckham soon turned it into, turned into the center of debate when a snap of kissing his daughter went viral. The 45-year-old football legend, soccer, mm-hmm. seemed to and sexy seemed to be enjoying some mm-hmm. father-daughter quality time alongside his youngest child. Moreover, the duo appeared to appeared to be foraging for fruits and vegetables during their countryside trip. And when the famous former Spice Girl star Victoria Beckham uploaded the heartfelt moment on Instagram, she got plenty of attention. Fans seemed to be divided on whether or not the gesture was appropriate or not, and that's oh. when the rising debate followed. Who are these people to decide? One star follower went as, far, went as far as claiming how he adored the Beckhams but never quite understood parents kissing kisses on the lips. But that was just the start of some drama. Other bolder comments include, please stop with kissing on the kids on the lips. On another hand, an enraged fan questioned David Oof. with, why is, why is he kissing her on the lips? More, moreover, it surely seemed as if many weren't a huge fan of the heartwarming show and affection. Oof. Another fan didn't go to the extremes of judging David's gesture. Hence, she admitted she used to get taken aback by such events, but doesn't understand the purity related to such moments. I don't get it. There were plenty of other comments worth a glance, hence it would be wrong to say that the entire comment section became flooded instantly. Some positive comments included how, it, how a user thanked the football star for showing how perfectly normal it is to kiss his daughter on the lips. It's a true sign of love and affection, he exclaimed. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, David was definitely the epitome of caring father who seemed to be enjoying his quality time with his offspring, and for fans, it was just a treat to glimpse into his fun, his fun day at Day's, Dale's Ford Organic Farm. So, yeah, people, stop it. Stop what it. What is wrong with you people? Like, America is so sensitive to everything. 
Well, you know what? If he wasn't giving her any affection, like, you don't ever give your daughter affection. Right. And, he, you know, you they have such a great baby. relationship. Then they're like, oh, you're taking your baby to the time. And she's Shut little. Up. She's like seven, maybe. And Well, they said she's nine. Nine? It's still, it doesn't matter. It's, it's not young. like she's like 19. But who cares if she's 19? That's her dad. You know what? I still, my parent. well, we're not like a touchy-feely family growing up. But like my grandparents, like I still see them and give them like kisses on the lips. Yeah. Like both of my grandparents. And I'm 43. I kiss my gr- my father on the lips. He's mwah. hi, yeah. daddy. Yeah. Of course, I still call my dad daddy at forty three, but he's my daddy. <laughs> That's a little weird, though. Whatever. That's where I draw the line. You call him daddy. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, so, this is where you tell me to mind my own fucking business because you'll call your dad what you want to call him. It's just it's irritating to me that the world is coming to what it's what it's coming to, and people need to take a fucking Xanax. You know, I just we I'm should just, we should swap out fluoride in the water for Xanax. There you go. Everybody would be so fucking mellow, but and people like, would drink more water. There you go. Win win. Well, I just think too. I'm like, you know, you can't win because it's like you're either too good of a parent and they have a problem. That's why I'm saying it's like I was actually explaining to um, my boyfriend's daughter. I'm like, you know, it comes a point in time when you just have to live your life for you and know that you are not going to please everybody. Trying to please everybody is just going to make you insane. I was like, the people that aren't your people aren't going to be for you. They're going to, you know what I mean? But the people that are for you, we're going to gravitate towards you. And those are the relationships that you cultivate. I'm like, but, and I do believe that. And I yeah. wish I had someone like me telling me that at that age. Because it's so hard. And even now with social media and everything, like, look what happened. He posted this innocent picture of him adoring his daughter and being a great father to his daughter and showing her attention. And this is what happens. It becomes a debate. It becomes something to talk about. And it's like, and there's so many people that think they have a right to judge you because you've posted something and you have let them see it. That it's like, you can't please everybody. And I can't even imagine being a teenager in these days, like, and being up against that scrutiny you right. know, by your peer groups, by older people, young people, it doesn't matter because nobody's actually having those talks with them. So I wish that there was somebody like, you know, having that conversation. Right. And if that's not younger. what your family does, that's fine. That's not what your family does. Yeah. But like, it's like, who the hell are you to decide? Right. Right, exactly. And, and you know what? Speaking of Karen, so it's a big Karen day for us around here at Straight from the Net. So <laughs> it really is. It's This is from um, <laughs> Comics Ands. So C-M-I-C-S-A-N-D-S-D-com.com. It's so apparently the one million moms. We like to call them the one oh, million. These bitches. Contoroos. So these contasauruses. The contasaurus rexes that we call the one million moms. So... <sighs> They are threatening to boycott Oreo over ad daring to show queer kids with proud parents. How dare they? You know, I'm just like, <laughs> go back under your rock and stay there and not fuck your husbands. Right. Please. Because we already decided that's what your problems are. And your frigid bitches. That your husbands are probably all gay anyway. They probably are. Ah, they probably are. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the ultra-conservative anti-LGTBQ organization, One Million Moms, has struck again, this time because Oreo dared to depict parents who accept their queer children, which I love. Thank you, Oreo. We need more like it. Right. Thank you. Thank you. So, Oreo. Because if your kids are gay, it doesn't make you a bad parent. And it doesn't but, make you somehow secretly gay either. But if you disown your children for being gay, that makes you a her- horrible fucking parent. Yes, it does. We're judging you. And, and as we just say, we bullied on, like, the internet, but, like, people like you, we are bullying. Yeah, yeah. And we are telling you, like... Yeah, don't be assholes. You know, you're disgusting. Um, Oreo released a new ad featuring a young lesbian couple who makes a meet-the-parent-style visit home... What is it? Makes a meet-the-parent-style visit home that starts out bumpy but ends with both parents accepting the couple. 
As a result, One Million Moms threatened to boycott the cookie company for going after our children. It seems One Million Moms would prefer an alternate ending where the parents in the ad kick their daughter and her girlfriend out of the house and never speak to them again or something. So it says the ad, titled Oreo Proud Parent and created in collaboration with the LGBTQ advocacy organization PFLAG, which stands for Parents, Friends, and Families of Lesbians and Gays, depicts a scenario all too common for um, LGBTQ people. It says, during a visit to her parents' house, a young woman and her girlfriend find her mother readily accepts them, but her father keeps his distance, seemingly uncomfortable. In the end, the father bridges the gap by painting the fence in front of the home in the colors of the rainbow. Oh, my God. I must be getting PMS because I, like, seriously want to cry right now over that. That's so sweet. The parents in the ad are an interracial couple. The 1967 Supreme Court case, uh, Loving versus Virginia, made inter- interracial oh marriage God, I love legal. That movie. Yeah? Yeah, it's so good. It's on Is demand it? right now. It's on demand? Yeah. On demand right now. Is it really? It's so good. It says it made uh, interracial marriage legal throughout the United States. You know, that's so crazy to me that we'd have to, like, make a law that states you can love who you, you can love. love who you you know you can love somebody of a different color. I love that. It's his, so weird. I love that his last name is Loving. So it's about right. this guy, very southern in Virginia, and he is in love with this woman who just happens to be a woman of color. He right. you know he works with with their, her brothers and works on cars, and he's like a drag racer, and mm-hmm. they race cars on the weekends, and he's in love with this woman. Mm-hmm. So he takes her to Washington D.C. and he marries her. Oh wow. <clears throat> And then when he comes back, they find out they're married. They throw him in jail. No, they throw her in jail. She's oh so pregnant. Mm. They throw her in jail, keep her in there over the weekend. He keeps coming back every single day. They won't let her bail him, him bail her out. His parents have to, her parents have to come and bail her out. So they try to live secretly. So they end up having to leave their state to go mm. somewhere else. But she's miserable because they move into a city and... She's used to the fields, mm-hmm. like, and all this open area, and her family is so tight. She's miserable for, like, seven years. I mean, they're still Aww. in love. They keep popping out babies. Yeah. So he's like, screw it. We're going to go back. So this civil rights attorney finds, hears about their story and helps them win the case. Wow. Like, he documents them in their home where the kids are, like, sitting there and they're watching TV. Right. And she's got her head on his lap. And these are real pictures in a real, I think it's Time magazine. And it's a beautiful story. It's heart-wrenching because you're like, how is this happening? You're like, how are they allowed like, to do this to someone? Like, back then, I couldn't be with Paco. Yeah. And I and I don't even know what my life would be at like without him at this yeah. point. And if you get a chance to just watch the movie, it's called Loving, and it is amazing. Well, I think it's kind of neat that um, they did, like, this little thing with cookies, and they made them rainbow cookies in the middle. Oh, yeah, the Oreo. Oreo rainbow cookies? Yeah, the Oreo rainbow cookies, which I thought was really cool. They usually come out right around Pride Month. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just love that so much. But, yeah, one million moms, like, you know, I kind of get caught in between this thing where it's like, you know, I want people to believe what they want to believe, all right? Right. Like, because I would hate for somebody to, it's like, I truly believe that they are wrong for the way that they're, what they're doing, right? But they don't believe but that. But they don't believe that. They believe in their heart of hearts that they're trying to save this country and our children. No, they don't. They, I think they do. I don't think I they think do. I think they're just evil. I think that they're Bible Belt thumping and they're the devil. And the, I you do, can't but they be truly a good be- Christian but they and judge. It. No, I know. But they, but at the same time, they really do believe that in their, they believe in what they're doing. And it's hard for me because it's like, I hate to be this angry, but it's like, how do you spew so much hate in this day and age? Right. You know, we have all these things going on in this country. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, this is what you keep picking at and you pick it like the stupidest shit. And it's like, I, I don't know, right. but I guess to them, they don't feel like it's that stupid. 
But you know what? I think you guys are terrible. And I know that they don't care. And it's fine. Speaking of terrible people, I got something. Oh, this makes me so mad, though. I can't stand that. So, um, Jane Fonda. <laughs> oh, God. And Jane Fonda's a horrible person, by the way. Does she still look good, though? Because Jane Fonda's had some work, but she still looks all right. She, lo- she looks great, but it doesn't make her black heart <laughs> any so better. Good. Do you know the story about Jane Fonda? How she's a terrible person, why the vets hate Jane Fonda. Oh, didn't she? I, I know that she done something, so she did went, stuff back in the 60s She or went 70s. to Vietnam. Yes. And she did propaganda commercials for the enemy, for the Viet Cong. She went to, she got pictures taken with the leader of the Viet Cong. Mm. She went to a POW camp and she walked along and saw the prisoners. And as she was walking along, people were handing her names so she could get back to their, the family that they were alive, but mm. they were just imprisoned. She handed them to the enemy leader. <gasps> no, did she really? And one of the prisoners got stomped to death right in front of her. What? She's known as Han- Hanoi Jane. And I remember hearing that, but I didn't know bad. that. Like, she's a fucking terrible person. How is she still allowed to be around after that? Did she, did she ever retract? Did she ever say she was sorry? I don't know what the hell. It says, when the actress, who's 82, by the way, took the stage. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to read the headline. Jane Fonda wears a six-year-old gown to the Oscars, vowing not to buy new clothes to fight climate change. Which is very weird. Which is very weird in that's my opinion. That's, that's a weird She's thing. so brave. Okay, when the actress... <laughs> She's so brave. When the actress 82 <laughs> took the stage to present Best Film at the 2020 Academy Awards, she vowed she wowed audiences everywhere with her new gray pixie cut and her crimson, crimson beaded Ellie Sab gown, a dress she previously wore to the Canes in 2014. She boldly declared that the coat she was carrying was the last article of clothing I will ever buy as part of her ongoing climate change protests. Fonda, so Fonda has been outspoken activist on the topic of climate change and has been arrested numerous times as a result. She mostly held a protest held a protest her 15th. Oh, she most recently held a protest her 15th in LA the Friday before the Oscars where she joined she was joined by best actor winner Joaquin Phoenix. He's another weirdo. Although she is possibly the most vocal of the stars when it comes to addressing this issue, Fonda isn't the only celeb promoting the and embracing sustain, sustainability. Caitlin Deaver dressed in eco-friendly fabrics. Margaret Robbie opted for vintage. And Elizabeth Banks dressed in a gown she previously wore over 15 years ago. Mm. Fonda was also showcasing her new silver pixie haircut and seemed to have ditched the hair dye. Whatever. Whatever. She gave credit to her stylist. Whatever. Um... So, seriousness aside, the actress who, of course, currently stars on the TV hit comedy Grace and Frankie. Which is a great show, actually. It really actually. is. Mm-hmm. Still has her sense of humor. After attending the gala back in 2018, she posted a candid pic of herself the next morning wearing her gown at breakfast time. Sans, <laughs> sans makeup saying she couldn't get it off the night before without help, so she was forced to sleep in it. So, first of all... Aren't you brave for wearing your $8,000 dress again? <laughs> if I'm spending $8,000 on a dress, you best believe I'm going to wear it at least once a week. <laughs> for at least 10 years. You're so, brave. so brave. You're so brave that you're not going to buy any more clothing, but you probably have 17 closets full in your house. Mm. Like, you're so brave. Bitch, you are rich. Mm-hmm. You're rich and you're wearing an $8,000 fucking dress. I, I guess I'm just not seeing, like, what, how that... It's um, ridiculous. I guess I'm not understanding how her wearing the same ball gown to an event 
has anything to do with quantum. I'm trying to understand what the. How, I don't get a, it either. I don't know. I can't even. I can't even word it correctly. Like, how is that a protest or something about climate change? Like, oh, look at me in this fabulous ball gown. <laughs> like, right. I'm, I don't. I don't understand. Like, it's not like she's doing something else. I, I don't know. I, it's so freaking weird to me. I have no idea what's going on. I don't either. Oh my god! So Blake and Gwen Stefani got engaged. Oh, okay. Apparently, well, they, they had a baby. Probably better that they get engaged. They didn't have no baby. She She's 53 years old or 51 years old. Gwen Stefani, I do believe, just had a baby. You better Google that. She didn't have no baby. What? Let's see. All right, this is from November 18th. Are they going to have a baby? I thought they had a baby already. They're considering surrogacy. Now, they said they're in the final stages of choosing the woman who will carry their baby, an insider told the magazine. It's extremely important to Gwen that she give Blake a biological child, and Blake is so excited. Like, she's old. Yeah, so Gwen Stefani and Blake Sheldon did not have a baby. Well, Gwen Stefani don't look 51. You know what, though? I seen her on The View last night. I don't watch The View. When you, well, it just happened. We were all sitting out, like all like the kids and I were like all sitting out in the, in the family room, and it just happened to come on or whatever, and I watched it briefly, but I was like, oh, okay. She looks great, but she's had work. Like, her lips are big, and you know what I mean? Like, when you finally see her, you're like, oh, okay, now I can see, but she still looks fantastic. Like, are you freaking kidding me? I would, like, literally chop off my entire left hand to look like her, like, look like her. Right. So, even though I know I'm like, you can tell she had a little bit of work done, like, she is still stunning as shit, and her body is amazing. So, there's that. But, um. Well, congratulations on your engagement. Yeah, it just was on there. It says, Whatever. these two are the real winners. Of- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. I am so fucking tired of it. I'm like, what am I doing wrong at this point? Just buy your own. <sighs> no, I'm not buying my own. Just, just buy your own little fake one and be like, <laughs> rocking around with it. I, I'm about to. Like, I have just a really... Just gaslight him to death with it. I have a like, really nice bathroom. Oh, I didn't realize we got engaged. This is great. I love my ring. <laughs> I'll be like, she has lost her shit. I told him he was hurting my soul. I'm like, you did fucking, tell him that. Yes, you did. fucking hurting my soul right now, Paco. Like, I don't understand. I'm putting in the work. Right? <laughs> no, I We want to know what else is hurting somebody's soul? I, I don't understand these people. It hurts my soul to think about these people. How about if I do it that way? Okay. I'm going to segue that way. And look, it really is only a screenshot of an article. And it says, still deeply in love. I don't even know who did it, so I can't even get credit. Okay? But it says... Ryan Dutrum's exclusive report. That's all I know, so that's who did it. But it says, still deeply in love, this couple has been married for 10 years and never had sex. Oh, that's why they're deeply in love. I bet he's got a really small penis. He's probably got a micro penis. I know. I was just thinking, I mean, and they look all happy, but I'm like, no. He better show. I bet you he's showing her what his mouth could do. (laughs) I know, but I was like, okay, so he didn't put it in her, but did he put it somewhere else? Because you know how before, remember the one girl got got pregnant and she was shocked because they'd only had anal sex or something? Or they couldn't figure out why they weren't getting pregnant. They weren't getting pregnant. Pregnant, yes. but, but yeah, <laughs> this is so stupid. All right, says it says many married couples complain. This that is why sex, sex education is important. It's important, I know. <laughs> like when we were younger, like our parents were like, "We're not going to have the discussion with you. Just go learn on the streets, like everybody else." Yeah, that's like a prime example of when you learn on the streets and like nobody fucking knows what to do, and they just assume it goes there, right? Anyway, so it says many married couples complain that their sex life has fizzled after a decade, but James and Michaela Reese are still waiting for theirs to begin. The devoted couple are as much in love as ever, but are bound in a sexless union. And it says, imagine being with the one person you love, but never been able to have sex with them, Michaela said. But fucking why, bitch? Oh, no. Why can't you why? have sex with them? I don't know. 
it was just a screenshot. Like, I want to, like, look oh, it up. there's got to be a reason. Like, is she, like, sewn up down there? Like, is he not able to? Is... I mean, can he strap something on? Like, she's... I, I don't get it. I want to see if I can... I wonder if I can find it. I don't know. While you're looking, I'll... Speaking of bones... Um, <laughs> is that what we're doing? Here's a story about a dog. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, look. Oh, wait. Hold on. Did you find it? This one's... Oh, when the cause of a sexless relationship is... Surprise, the man. Oh, that's weird. Well, this says sexless marriages are more common than you think. No, they're not. They're it's not, not that one, though. They're not happy. No, you can go ahead and read on because I really wanted to find this one. All right, I don't so see it. this is a story from smalljoyce.tv, and it's about a pit bull that ran out of the house to save a neighbor who was Aww. screaming for help. And he's so cute. He's a baby. So cute. Okay, so it says, It seems like when stories of dog attacks make the news, it often turns out to be this breed. Back in 2009 in Holland, Michigan, a story of, violent, of violence emerged involving a pit bull and a man who was beating his estranged wife. Oh, my God. This man was dragging the woman across the street and viciously attacking her. She cried out, help me, numerous times, but the man continued. A neighbor who owned a pit bull named Blitz heard the cries for help. She ran to the front door to see what was going on, and what, and before she could stop him, Blitz bolted outside. At the time, Blitz was two years old and over 100 pounds of muscle. Oh, wow. To see him running at you would be an intimidating sight. Blitz, stopped, Blitz stormed the man and, and scared him so badly that he let go of his wife. She got quickly up and ran inside to call the police. Blitz never actually attacked the man, but he did enough to save her from the attack. The police arrived quickly soon after the man was taken into custody. Blitz's mom, who has chosen to remain anonymous, says she hopes the story will encourage people to trust pit bulls more. She says Blitz is great with her kids and and an incredible dog. What an amazing animal. Do you have any experience experience with pit bulls? Comment below. We have Lainey, who's fucking awesome. Lainey would probably never do anything to anyone ever. I can't imagine. And now she's getting old and she has kind of like a cataract in one of her eyes and she can't see that well. So now she just barks at everything. And the dog used to never bark. You would never even know she was in the house. But now she just barks at everything. Mostly it's old white men. And so it's like really funny. <laughs> so we make this joke that she like barks at old white men all the time. But then our um, landscaper came over and the guy that was with him helping one day happened to be African-American, and she barked at him, too. And I was like, she just don't fucking like anybody anymore. I think she's just, all colors are bad for her at this point. She just barks at everybody. She just barks at everything. But I'm... for the longest time, you're we like, oh, my God. Like, she really did not like old white men. So I'm assuming whoever she was with when, you know, she was beaten terribly and she was treated really terribly when I got her. I'm, I'm assuming it was an older white man because what else would there be? But... It was just, I was like, so forever she only did that, but then he came over and I was like, okay, she just dates everybody equally at this point. But, um, Jeez <laughs> Louise, oh my God. Um, were they violent barks or just barks like, hey, bitch, I'm here? No, woo, woo, woo. Oh, woo, so, woo, so just, just, I'm here. Just, I'm here, I'm so watch your back. Yeah, yeah, but then she doesn't do anything. Like, it was so funny. So the other day she runs outside and the, um, the guy that lives behind me is an older white man, right? And she always barks at him. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, that's pretty much what she does. Well, she was barking at him while she was taking a poop. 
Like, so it was the funniest thing. We were just like Peter Pan. Like, she just, like, you know, she's like trying to like, you know, poop at the same time. And we we're like, just pick one. Like, pick a lane, honey. You can poop and then bark. But anyway, I have actually some interesting news. What is your interesting so, news? So, I think I'm going to drop Disney Plus because there's nothing on Disney Plus. But you know what? HBO Max is coming in pretty strong. Yeah, from what I hear. Yes, it's coming in pretty strong. They have like some good things on there. So, I think I'm actually going to drop them but and pick up HBO Max. So, this might tip it for the scales for me. This is according to small-screen.com, and it says, Michael Keaton has signed on to star as Bruce Wayne in an HBO Max Batman Beyond series. I love Michael Keaton so much, and I feel like he is the best Batman ever, and he's so handsome. I think when he was younger, I don't know. No, even as an older gentleman, he is handsome. I feel like Michael Keaton has aged well, and Mm. he's so versatile. His acting, he's so versatile. Like, He's great as the villain. He's great as the hero. He just he's reminds me of somebody that's like not a nice person in real life. No, I hope not. I hope that he's as wonderful as he seems to be. Like my favorite Michael Keaton movie yeah. is Duplicity. Yeah. <laughs> Where he has to play all his clones and there's like eight of them and they're hysterical. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Oh, it's the best. Well, well it says, publicity is well, what it's called. It says, we've recently been informed by multiple sources that Michael Keaton has signed on a star as Bruce Wayne in HBO Max Batman Beyond series. Yes, Batman. There have been all sorts of rumors surrounding Michael Keaton. Do you know my boyfriend's name is Bruce Wayne? It is not. I it's forgot. That's why get, I get him all kinds of Batman stuff, because his name is really Bruce Wayne. That is so cool. Yeah, but he's a, but he's a junior, or he's a second, because oh. his dad was also one. Oh. Yeah, Bruce Wayne. So I'm like, oh my god, I got my own little Batman. So everything I, I always get him like little Batman things, little Batman. Yeah, except he's stuff. not a billionaire philanthropist. I know, I know. God damn it, damn it! Right. There have been all sorts of rumors surrounding Michael Keaton and him playing Batman in the Flash movie. I thought it had already been confirmed by the film's director, Andy Machete, which it had been. However, the other night on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Keaton was playing rather coy about the whole thing. He did not. He did end up admitting that they were having conversations, which means that they are already talking about it. It's probably going to come all down to money in the end. However, a few sources reached out to me today and yesterday regarding Michael Keaton's son playing Batman in the future. According to them, he's actually just signed a deal with HBO Max that would see him play Bruce Wayne in an upcoming series. Again, I asked my sources if they could be directly quoted. Three of them agreed. The person that came to him said all this stuff. So he kind of just gives them their quotes and... You know, that kind of thing. But he doesn't actually say who it is. So I'm like, okay, you're saying it's exclusive. We don't know. But that would be really cool. So in terms of, like, people that are, like, rebooting things and whatnot, I'm actually pretty excited about that. So I think I'm actually going to be getting rid of Disney because Disney Plus doesn't have shit for an adult. Like, you know, I got, I use Katie's Disney Plus, And, of course, she has Disney Plus because it's got all the Star Wars. And it does have some stuff for adults. But... A yeah, lot of you watch it, all the Star Wars, then what? You know what I mean? Well, like, there's a lot of movies. Like, uh, they bought out Fox. So there's a lot of movies on is there? Disney Plus. You just What's have on to, it. I don't well, know. Well, never mind. We can talk about it after the podcast. Because I'm just like, I probably should look. <laughs> but I think I got it for some Christmas movie last year. I can't remember what the Christmas movie was. And I watched it last year at Christmas time. And then I think Jonathan put it on like one time. And I'm like, my mom actually like hacked into my Disney at one point because I gave her the thing and she watched Mulan. We don't watch it. We pay $7 a month. We never watch it. Oh, I love Mulan. It's my Mm -hmm. favorite. All right. So, um, I don't know how to segue into this, but we'll just... Just do it. We'll just just do it. We'll just do things. So, this is from crafty.dibley.com. And it's it's about Jennifer Lawrence. First of all, I love Jennifer Lawrence. You know who Jennifer Lawrence is? Yes, I do. I like her, too. She's she's very funny. And she's down to earth. And she's so funny. Like, she does not give a fuck. 
And that is like yeah, I know, the I best thing that. about her. I know. I love that about so, her. So, so people are a little concerned about her choices that she's been making. So I Which even, is none of their business. I didn't even know she was married. But apparently um, Jennifer Lawrence is married. And she has sleepovers still with her best friend. Which is awesome. We Which never is awesome. That. So the thing is, it says, one of the worst parts oh. about growing up, in my opinion, was that my friends and I all stopped having sleepover parties and sleepovers for some people. However, that that party never ended after the marriage. For some people, however, that party never ended after the marriage. And to be honest, I'm a little jealous about it. So Jennifer Lawrence is apparently one of those people, and in fact that she's and the fact that she's married has not stopped her at all. Of course, she's an Oscar-winning actress known for her work in Joy, The Hunger Games, Silver Linings, Playbooks, and a tons more. But she's also known for saying whatever she wants when she wants to, which is the reason I like her so much. So, Jennifer has been known to stay relatively quiet when it comes to her online presence. She doesn't even have social media. I was wondering that, if she had or not. Well, she, I never, she I has, never see anything. She does have a Twitter account, but it's only used to promote um, her movies. Yeah. Like, she doesn't post on it. It's just a... I wonder if she has, like, a private one that, like, nobody knows about just for, like, family and friends and... So, for those who have been following her... Haven't been following her at all closely, you might not even know that Jennifer is a married woman. I didn't. Yeah, I knew she got married. Um, she and Cook... Oh, Cook Moroni. Yeah. Tied the knot back in October of 2019. Because I think, uh, Amy... What's her facey? The, Schwimmer? Um, yeah, Amy Schumer was there. Yeah, and she so, posted about it. So Jennifer recently joined comedian Heather McCann and her absolutely not oh on her absolutely not podcast where they discussed anything and everything. In between talking about her love language and how she's dealing with the pandemic, she also touched on her relationship with her friends and her husband. She revealed that slumber parties with her friends are still very much a thing. She says that she still has slumber parties at least once a week, and honestly, once that week? sounds pretty amazing. That's kind of weird. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I never know the end of the. <laughs> I never know the end of the hangout. Jennifer joked about on her most recent slum party. Slumber party. My friend came over and it was not planned, but she ended up staying the night and we slept in my bed and my husband slept in our guest room. Jennifer explained, adding that he knows the drill. So Jennifer explained that her best friend inspired her not to give up on having slumber parties once she got married. My best friend in the entire world. We used to have sleepovers all the time, and then she got married. When we were, like, pretty young. I was 24. And I was like, well, I understand it's going to change. You're not going to... You're going to get married. And she was like, oh, no, it's not. Jennifer said. (laughs) Do you still... And she says, you know, they just... Once a week, they have a slumber party. That is kind of weird. Like, I mean, whatever you feel like doing, whatever, it doesn't matter. What's in your relationship is your relationship. She's a good time. Like, here she is shoving marshmallows in her mouth. I don't... I think she's just eccentric, and I think that's just who she is. I mean, that's what she works says, with her family. Who gives a shit? Who she says, I love a girly slumber party, she joked. Do you still have slumber parties with your friend? No. No, we do. We don't do that. But then, like, there's all these people who are like, my husband is my best friend and the only person I want to slumber with. I gotta agree with Nicola Marie. You want to have slumber parties, that's cool and all. But instead of kicking your husband out of his bed, maybe you should sleep on the floor in the living room just like we did when we were kids. But nobody cares. Like, if the Their guest care, room is probably amazing. That's what I'm it's saying. Probably it's got probably got its own fucking bedroom, bathroom. It's, it's probably, probably got, like, a $5,000 down mattress. Like, I shut know. up. Like, I don't know. I don't know why people are so worried about And then about, you got this guy who's like, I'm willing to bet she's bi, and that's just her girlfriend. Wink, wink. Oh, God. So then somebody was like, really? Because women can't be close to have sleepovers unless they're in a romantic relationship? Oh, my God. Yeah, somebody Come else said 
Um, I'm almost 50, have slumber parties, and three best friends from high school regularly. I know, but you know what I did think? Like, when we were at the wedding, I was like, you know, the whole reason I got so burnt out is because I've been working around the clock, and I have not had time with my friends. So, like, just be with my friends, do things with my friends. You know what I mean? I've been, we've been out a lot lately, but in general, like, just to have, like, downtime, like, come to each other's house. And you were at a pretty great table, too. Yeah, we were at a pretty good table. Yeah. But I'm like, and I love being with all these people, and it was, like, so much fun. And I was like, we got to start having things. I was like... I've never had, like, a house big enough where I could actually have a lot of people over. Remember, my ranch was very small. So, I was like, maybe we should do a Christmas party. Like, ah. we do it, like, at the beginning of the beginning of December. Because things get out of control. And we can, like, you know, set the thing on, like, you know, set the season ablaze with a first annual something or other. Like, friends miss. Fucking Jason asked me the other day at the wedding if I was doing zombie prom this year. It is October <laughs> 25th. <laughs> No, I'm not it's doing the first zombie year prom. You're not doing it. I'm not. Yes, in ten years, it's, I know. it's the first time I'm not doing zombie prom. But with COVID and everything that's been going on, yeah. zombie prom's just not happening. Right. And neither is Toys for Tots this year for me. Right. My toy drive is not happening this year either. And pa- and Jason's like, "What do you mean it's not happening?" I'm like, "Every year you say, Jamie, I'm going to help you, and then you don't fucking help me, Jason." Mm. So I love you. But you don't help find the venue. You don't help find these families. Right. You don't get bombarded with every sad story in the fucking world. Mm. And you have to do your freaking research because 90% of these people who are bombarding you that want these free presents don't even need them. Yeah, I know. That's like and so hard. And it's terrible. And it's it hard, hard on my heart. And I hate, like, if I help enough people and I've got everything given away and then somebody contacts me and they're like, I don't have anything and I don't have anything to give them. Yeah. Like, it really puts a strain on my heart and it makes me so sad and it makes it hard for me to enjoy the holidays. So, I mean, I'll probably get back into the swing of things next year if COVID's all cleaned up. But right now... Well, maybe now we could just deal with, like, AI. Like, going to, like, you know how well, you did that with the kids? That was no, so nice. I don't want to... Go through the issue of planning a party and having the donations and then having to take the donations oh, to the hospital. Oh, you would see next year, so you don't want to do it ever again? No, I just, next year I want to do it. Well, that's but, what I mean. I said, um, maybe next year when you do it, we could just stick with AI. Like, that's where we take it. We take it to the sick kids. And No, I, that's not the point of it. The whole point was to help local Delaware families. So I will do it the way I've always been yeah. doing it, but I just don't have it in me this year, which is... Yeah, we've been pulling a lot of directions. We're all but, working full time. Right. It's been hard. And, like, and I was like... I've been running, we've been running since April, man. Yeah, it's been a little nutty, but. It's been crazy at work, and then, you know, people keeling the fuck over, and I've had, I've had, like, nine people die. Yes, there's a lot. And I'm just tired, man. I don't want it. I know. (laughs) I hear you, but I am looking forward to the holidays. Uh, We're gearing up for that. We're going to, right now, it's what, we're Tuesday? It's Tuesday, so Halloween's this Saturday. Um, I'm really excited about that, actually. I don't know why. I'm actually just excited to get, like, moving. I'm working. But there's so much going on. Well, like, this weekend, it's like Halloween. But then, like, now, as soon as Halloween's over, it's, like, it's on and popping. It's, like, I actually started my Christmas shopping already. And I got some of the Christmas list up. Like, I'm ready to go. I'm very excited. And I'm hoping to put together something at, like, the beginning of the month where I can have everybody over and we do, like, a little thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how to do that yet. I need to start really Christmas like shopping. But the good thing is, like, Katie's 21, and, like, we do the Pollyanna in my family, and so, basically, I have one family gift to buy, and then I just buy Katie and, and her husband, and Paco, and Devin, and that's it. Like, well, I'm ready to go, but on another note, take us home, Jamie. Oh, 
So if you guys still have sleepovers or you're in a sexless <laughs> marriage, please give us a... Write us in. Tell us all about it. It's straightfromthenet at gmail.com. You can also find us at Facebook at Straight From The Net. We're pretty quick about answering you back. And you can also hear us on all these other platforms that Danielle was going to tell you about. So we're on New York Daytime Radio, and that is the WMLD, the voice of Hudson Valley Radio, every Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Like, I'm still shocked that they let us on the radio up there. But we love you guys. Thank you so much for all your support. Um, if you don't hear us on Wednesdays at 1 o'clock, you can catch us on Saturdays at 7 with the replay. And if you miss it, that's okay. Don't worry. You can hear us again on Sundays when we upload the um, episode to our platforms, which is SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iPodcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. So and good. soon... And soon... iHeartRadio. I know. It takes a long time to get out through iHeartRadio. But um, I guess in the meantime, make good choices. Okay, okay bye. bye.